Kentucky Roll Call Podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Happy holidays from our friends at Cornbread Hemp. This past year has been stressful for everyone, especially now that the holidays are here and finding effective ways to cope may seem impossible. That's why I trust my friends over at Cornbread Hemp, Kentucky's number one rated CBD company with the most THC allowed by law. Leave the holiday stress behind when you share Cornbread Hemp with your loved ones this holiday season. They even have gifts for your parents too. So from now until Christmas, enjoy an extra 30% off your entire purchase when you visit cornbreadhemp.com and enter the promo code BIGX at checkout. Enjoy the entire holiday season with a little help from our friends at Cornbread Hemp, Kentucky's first choice for all things CBD. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be, cap, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. December 21st, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your chilly Tuesday morning. Hope everybody's having a great start to their day. In the last 22 hours since we have spoken, craziness. Craziness all across the board. In different sports, at different levels, for different reasons, different people talking, different quotes, different news. Roush, two hours ain't going to do it again today, but we'll do our best. We will We will figure it out. We will figure it out. The oh, text man. line overnight from the podcast listeners, a little lower than I would have thought, given just all the news, but it's Monday. You know, It is what it is, but may not be the worst thing in the world since we do have a lot to talk about. But if you do want to communicate with the show, the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, 502-414-1450. I thought there'd be new, more news from the Western Kentucky game being, or more reaction, I should say, from the news of the Western Kentucky game being announced and uh, Will Levis returning for the 2022 season and Louisville canceling the game because of COVID. And uh, there's a lot to talk about, Nick Roush. There's a lot to get to. How are you? I'm doing well. And I'm some of the news I'm just learning now, too. Like, oh, that happened overnight as well. Like, it's just, it was crazy. What are you um, just now learning? 
that John Robick is no longer with the Kentucky basketball team. Hasn't been with the team for a couple weeks. Yeah, I didn't know that. I noticed not seeing him. Didn't think anything of it. And then if you missed it late last night, his wife posted a long Facebook message that didn't really give a ton of detail besides the fact that the passing of their daughter has been incredibly tough and they'll never get over that. Un- understandably so. Understandably so, but also it's something that I don't think you can really ever understand unless you go through something so traumatic and heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. But but you you can relate to the venting or the wanting to express just how how tough things have been, and, and that is understandable. And, and our thoughts remain with the Robics. But basically, the 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 part that kind of confused me is didn't really say any reason as to why John is no longer with Kentucky. Uh, talked about how underappreciated he was and doesn't get credit for a lot of stuff. And that's kind of the role that he was in. And I'm sure that there's truth to that. He probably didn't get enough credit, all things considered. But this is a guy that had been with Calipari at UMass, at Memphis, mm-hmm. and since day numero uno at Kentucky, a few years back, moved from the assistant spot to uh, kind of an in-house role, if you will. Wasn't yeah, not recruiting. recruiting one. Yeah. yeah. And... and that was a couple years ago, and then as of the last several weeks and maybe even longer, this is something that kind of just slipped through the cracks on a lot of media members. He has not been with the program. The wife, John Robick's wife, said that he's just kind of hanging out, wanted to go to Western Kentucky, help out down there, and even used the words, "It was this was not deserved. We don't know, but that's, that's all we know. That's literally... Yeah the long and short of it. And it's weird. It's head scratching. It's you, you would hope that everything's good between Robic and Calipari and Robic and UK. Cause this is a guy that's been over at the university for over a decade, works hard, does a lot between the X's and O's and the scouting reports and that sort of deal. And uh, was a staff member on some of those great, great final four and national championship teams. So uh, wish him the best, but yeah, Roush, that was a piece of news that I'm sure everybody I'm sure heard about Western Kentucky. Everybody heard about Louisville. I'd imagine most folks heard about Will Levis, but we'll talk about that more as well. The aerobic stuff really did kind of happen overnight. And it was a impromptu Facebook post that tipped everybody off to the fact that aerobic is not with the program. Although people around the program haven't, haven't seen him for a while. So uh we can talk about that, but there's plenty more to get to as well. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, Banana Land Monday. It was. Um, it was it, newsworthy it, it, Monday. Very, very newsworthy. Um, and we also got some bad football news as well. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got some bad football <laughs> yeah. news on top of that. Justin, how are you this morning, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Just trying to keep up. So much happened yesterday. I, I, I still don't know if I know everything that went down, but. That's what we're, we're here try. for. We're going to yeah. teach you. Teach you about Kentucky. <laughs> Have you ever heard that song, Justin? Teach me about Kentucky. Teach him about Kentucky? Nope. Huh. Real T. Jones, you're about to get lucky? Nope. He's about teach you about Kentucky? Man. It's, it's Left and right, the defender doesn't trust him. He's going to make it, him stand up looking ugly. Is it worth listening to? Oh, yeah. The Terrence Jones part is definitely worth listening to. Yeah, oh, is that? Rest. Okay, that's that yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. The rest is okay, but... Yeah, teach him about Kentucky. Well, we're going to teach him about Kentucky. Full, dis- full disclosure, Terrence Jones, my least favorite Wildcat of all time, so probably not going to listen Ooh, to him. Maybe this, will really? cha- maybe this is what changes is all around for you. You hear his sick verse, and you're like, damn, <laughs> I shouldn't have been a, such a hater. 
I'll give him a shot. Oh, you're in for a treat, but it's bad. <laughs> it's not a good verse, but it's fun. We had fun with it, so maybe we'll get that we'll get that queued up for you. I would tell you just search Terrence Jones teach him about Kentucky, but I don't know exactly when his verse comes in the song. I want to say it's around like the 40-second mark or the minute mark or something around that. But uh, you, you, I feel like we almost have to go to the break to the Terrence Jones teach him about Kentucky song at this point. Let's touch on that, Roush, because we're going to get to we're going to get to all the stuff everybody already knows. But some kind of scary if we're being honest, news about two UK football players. Yes, uh, Liam Cohen shared yesterday. It was, it was also one of those things, too, that whenever you do the Zoom press conference and then all of a sudden they come back, sorry, guys, Liam had to mention something else. And it's like, wait, what? He's back for more? Whoa. This can't be good. And it was not. Uh, Josh Ali and Isaiah Epps, the two senior receivers, will not be playing in the Citrus Bowl, both were in a, an auto accident, uh, suffered some minor injuries. That's not exactly how he put it. He said that they'll be okay. Everybody's fine. They're getting treatment here. But they're they're, they're not going to be able to play in the bowl game. So uh, really hate to hear it. Glad that it, it wasn't worse, that you know that they, they didn't suffer like significant injuries. They aren't like hospitalized or anything like that. But uh, they will not be well enough to play in the bowl game. And it effectively ends Josh Ali's Kentucky career. This was his super senior season. Uh, he had one game left. He did well this year. was second in every receiving category. His success rate was through the roof. So uh, it's just it's a shame that he couldn't go out one last ride with the team. And, it, and it's probably the end of the road for Isaiah Epps as well. I know he's dealt with some injuries. So uh, his eligibility, I, I'm not sure what – the deal is there with super senior and red shirt and all that sort of stuff. But either way, it's just, it's a real uh, kick in the groin <laughs> to, to lose both of those guys into something like an auto accident. Thankfully they are okay. Cohen did stress that. Um, but too injured though, to be able to get back on the football field in the next two weeks. Yeah. It's, you First, it's just like, all right, uh, Car accidents in UK, look, this is, gosh, feels like enough is enough. You're glad that they're okay, that they're going to make a full recovery, and having to miss one football game isn't the end of the world. That's really, I think that's all you can say. It's a blow for Kentucky, make no mistake about it. Not having Josh Ali is not good. This offense feels like it's been clicking, and it's been humming, and it's been it's kind of turned a page, and now you'll have to do it without your uh, – Definitely your bona fide number two wide receiver and, you know, debatably number three or number four. So that's 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 a that's a punch for Kentucky. I think one that they can overcome, but not an ideal situation just 10 days before a bowl game or 11 days before a bowl game rush. No, no, not ideal at all. Um, now, Cohen did single out a couple of guys who have contributed throughout the year, but not at what you would kind of want and hope and expect from to, to to replace those guys and Chauncey Magwood, a true freshman, into Marcus Harris. I think instead it's a little bit more of a heavy load on the tight ends. And Isaiah Cummings kind of alluded to it, different route concepts, stuff like that that they'll be asking from Cummings, maybe a little bit more during the bowl game. So that I did the math, and the two combined to average about five and a half receptions per game. So 
you just got to find that production elsewhere. Maybe there's two more to the tight ends, another one to Robinson, and then maybe Harris gets a couple catches in the bowl game, something like that. So that's kind of what we're looking at right now as far as replacing production-wise. But, again, I mean, just thankfully everything's okay um, because – Whew, man, it, it has been a tough, tough go of really, really bad news. And luckily it's just the still bad news, but not the of the of the devastating variety. Not to make light, and we are really happy that everybody's okay, but Josh Josh Ali also he got charged with yeah. leaving a scene of an accident. Early, was it earlier this year or did that happen last year and it just didn't it come was, out till this year? I thought yeah, it was earlier this year. It was like April or May or something. It happened yeah. in the spring. Um, let's, let's make sure Josh is safe behind that wheel moving forward as he moves on with his career from the University of Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it is scary. You know, the whole uh, Roush, another sign that we're old, though, just like when you're on the road and you look over and you're like, well, that's a 12-year-old driving. But in reality, it's probably just a 16-year-old that newly has their license and stuff like that. Just a reminder, use your turn signals, drive safely. No need to uh, – too many people get hurt in traffic accidents far too often. And, and if you just pay a little bit more attention, get off your phone, uh, it can help. Not that I have any details or any ideas the – the, the situation of this accident, but I am very happy around the holidays that both are going to make a full recovery and missing one football game while it can hurt UK's chances, maybe slightly. Not the end of the world. Not the end of the world. Much more important that they're going to be all right and, and make a full recovery. And the Cats are going to be just all right. In the bowl game, but more importantly, Roush, in 2022, since we're on football, another piece of news last night. We're just going to do quick hitters, and then we'll dive into more topics as we see fit. Will Levis, I'll be back. I am back. <laughs> For not really good. a surprise. <laughs> For good. Not, not, not really a surprise, but still cool to get the official confirmation. Stranger things have happened with people deciding whether to stay or go. And for the first time in the Mark Stoops era, hey, returning quarterback that we're super pumped up about, Kentucky should be preseason ranked. With the way voters just go way over the top with returning quarterbacks, Kentucky should be preseason ranked, and that matters. Preseason rankings matter. Where you're at to start matters. You don't drop as far with a loss. Uh, it's easier to kind of move up, obviously, because you're closer to the top. So this is a big deal, Roush. I'm really pumped up. It's going to sell more season tickets. It's going to get more butts in the seats for the 2022 season. This was a big deal, and and I, the timing was a little interesting, I suppose, but happy it came all the same. Well, and I, I appreciate the timing of it because while you want – your guys to take their time and you know process it however they need to process it and get their feedback that they need to get the sooner the better uh, because it it can kind of get that ball rolling if you recall man I forgot who was the first one to say they were coming back in 17 I don't know if it was Josh or if it was Mike Edwards but it felt like once you got one good piece of good news then they just kept kind of coming you know and having your quarterback be the first one really sets the tone for the rest of the crew and especially when he he's so important to what the rest of them do um i mean that like the pipe dream of having wandale robinson come back this has to be the first thing that happens so to do this before the bowl game to know that all right, this isn't going to be the last time that 
we're going to see Will Levis in a Kentucky uniform. I think we all had a good inclination that that was going to be the case, but it's it's I think it's really significant that he's the first one and can help others come on board for for one more season in the Big Blue. Yeah, and maybe it's kind of the snowball domino effect, and maybe that was the timing, was UK's coaches saying, listen, we want you to have plenty of time to get your feedback, make a decision that's best for you and your family, but quarterbacks are leaders. People are going to see you coming back. That could impact their decision. So when you're ready to make that decision, don't waste any time afterwards. You let us know when you're officially back, and when I guess when Levis was ready to to let that rip, you let it rip because you are right. People – People could see that and say, you know what, I want to come back and play with this guy. Or, potentially, I want to come in and play with this guy. It's going to be a good team. He knows how to lead an offense, uh, should be preseason ranked, all that sort of stuff. So, big deal. Very mm-hmm. excited about it. And the quarterbacks in the SEC next year, Roush, are just filthy. Yeah. Um, one of them oh, – excuse me. Oh, had to had heavens. to frog in my throat there. I got boosted yesterday, so I'm kind of yeah. You sound kind of like crappy. It's gonna take me a while to get all of the like mucus and just junk and just you know getting getting back to normal. Stupid vaccines making you feel bad before they make you feel good. Um, but I, I I totally lost my train of thought there. But I was going to share uh, quarterbacks in the SEC. Yes, Bo Nix. He's at Oregon, which is just laugh-out-loud funny. Uh, the team that basically birthed the legend of Bo Nix, he's now the quarterback there. Uh, but Max Johnson went from LSU to A&M. I really like that move. Matt Corral is going to be gone, so Ole Miss is kind of, I don't know what to do. Uh, Spencer Rattler at South Carolina, that's a big one. Uh, you've got Hooker coming back to Tennessee for another season. So Kentucky and Tennessee actually are going to get a lot of buzz. Missouri's actually got a a quarterback competition of sorts. Basilak has some competition. Yeah, yeah, he got Basculus. He got benched at the end of the year. Wow, too. what a loser! Yeah, uh, they've got they they recruited a highly touted guy in this class too. So um, it's probably going to be three guys competing for that job at Missouri. So I actually thought Basilak was having a good season. I had no idea he got benched. That shows where my attention to Missouri football goes after that game. Uh, I thought he was doing well. Will well, Rogers back in Mississippi State, yuck. Yeah, yeah. They they also did the thing too where he's hurt, but like, is he actually hurt or was mm-hmm. he just getting benched for the other guy? Kind of deal. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so, uh, um, but uh, yeah, quarterbacks are going to be good in the SEC. And um, as for other decisions being made, TJ, Chris Rodriguez was, you could tell he's like, uh, when I asked him yesterday if he'd made a decision, it was, yeah, uh, I'm really just focused on now and what the team wants me to do. They want me to play in a bowl. I'm playing in a bowl game. Um, I want to graduate this spring, and I'll focus on that later. But, well, you know, so, so that's still up in the air. I did hear the same thing that a lot of folks have been hearing uh, last week that, Juan Dale Robinson is kind of 50-50 at this point. Like, there's not – he's not really leaning one way or the other. So, oh, having Levis come back and then careful. a big bowl game, I, you know. Could, careful saying 50-50, Roush. You're going to get people excited. Hey. And your heart's a heart. Do you think it's 50-50? It's a coin flip whether Wandell comes back. Could go, could come back. You, It's just – it's nobody knows. It's right – It's it's hanging in the balance. Uh, I still – would hedge my emotional bet and say that he's going to leave and go pro, but it, it's, 
I never thought that there was ever going to be a chance that he could come back. And I actually do think that there is going to be a chance. Like th- th- there is a chance that that that's an actual option. I would say. Gotcha. I agree. And I agree with you. And I initially wouldn't have said that or thought that, but as time has passed and you read more stuff and you see more importantly, draft boards and draft rankings, uh, you question if it is the right decision for Wandell to come back. And especially with being able, it used to be a no brainer. Who cares if you're a fourth or a fifth rounder money is money. But now when you get to balance an NFL paycheck with nil, versus what the nil income plus maybe a better stock in the draft the following year, how much, you know, really does kind of come down to the the finances of it, Roush, where you, and of course, there's going to be risk one way or another. Coming back, you're risking injury. Going pro, you're risking where you're going to get drafted, hoping it's a good spot. You're not too far. You're not too deep on the depth chart, that sort of stuff. I do think that there's a chance Wandell Robinson would come could come back. Used to think that that's not. I still would probably say 60-40. I think he'll go. But having Levis back, it, it, Wandell, if you put up these numbers in year one, why couldn't you do it in year two? Why couldn't you have better numbers in year two? I don't think that that's impossible, Roush. And you could say, well, maybe teams would key in on him a little bit more. They knew who Wandell Robinson was coming from Nebraska. And at times, he was kind of Kentucky's only option offensively where there were some fumble problems from the running backs or Will Levis at times was somewhat inconsistent. If other people start to click, you get the Robinson fellow from Virginia Tech to kind of take some pressure off of them. Uh, the tight end room, the tight end room is probably going to be the strongest it's ever been in the history of UK football heading into the 2022 yep. season. You should still have a stable of running backs to help you out. Could be tougher to defend Wandale Robinson. The offense as a whole could be better, should be better. So uh, that's that you saying that, Roush, it's going to get people excited and, and understandably so because it's. The stakes are pretty high with Wandell, whether or not he decides to come back. Yeah, and the money and all of the things that we can measure aside, there is a sense in that Wandell's finally having some fun playing football. He had two miserable years in Nebraska. You ain't going to go to the NFL and catch 90 passes, dude. (laughs) You know, so... uh, I could see one like, all right, this is fun. I'm making decent money. That can wait. Like, let, let's let's run it back one more time and have some more fun. So, but we'll, we'll obviously have to play the wait and see game in that regard. Uh, I don't. I have no inclination on if when we'll hear any more uh, draft news. I, I would assume it's in January. The other big one that we haven't really talked about is Dare Rosenthal. I have no idea where he stands either, and I'm not really sure when they get their official. NFL feedback um, back. So, yeah, I um, hey, we'll, we'll just kind of play in the wait and see game. But I guess that that's news for another day. We've got a bowl game coming up in less than two weeks. It's only about 10 days away. It's creeping up on us. Uh, much, 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 much more to come from the Citrus Bowl coverage on there. But there's a, a lot more to get to elsewhere on the Kentucky basketball front because, like we mentioned off the top, whoo, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yep, absolutely crazy, nutty, banana land. Sorry, I was on mute again. Justin, I wanted to ask you this. Yeah. Bigger deal for UK football. Would it be a Will Levis returning or a Wandale Robinson returning? Who? And if, if, 
you know, there could be more to X's and O's than this. It couldn't just, I mean, you could say, hey, so-and-so's a better player. He could be returning. You could add in the caveat, Wondell Robinson being a Kentucky kid. It's all, you know, another year of being able to show a Kentucky kid dominating the state in Kentucky. It's more, I think it's a, it's a more layered question than people would let on. Yeah, it's definitely pretty layered because that's tough. I mean, it's both of those guys meant so much to Kentucky this past season. You had, of course, Wandale, your best receiver. Levis was the leader of the offense. So with that, that being said, I think the bigger deal would be Will Levis returning just because you can get – and this isn't a slide on Wandale at all. You can get other wide receivers in. And, and you could say the same about the quarterback room as well, but – to get a guy who's been in your program for a year, knows the offense, knows what to expect out of the coaching staff, for me that just that goes a long way. And and you can you can get a wide receiver up to speed if you bring a new one in if Wandale leaves. But the quarterback's just it's so hard to get that position right. It's you, well said, well rationaled, reasoned answer. I I di- I would say Wandell just because Roush, when's the last time Kentucky had a receiver at the top, near the top of the SEC in receiving yards and rankings? And you could say the same thing about quarterback. It's been it's been a long time for that as well. Uh, but Will Levis wasn't at the top in terms of the SEC passing and touchdown and all that stuff. Could he get there the following year? Yes, but I just think Wandell is a game changer offensively. You could get other quarterbacks that could get it to him and let him do his thing. Now, you are right. You could get otherwise, you know, maybe the Virginia Tech transfer. He's one that can come in there and do some nice things if you can get him the ball. I'd lean Robinson slightly because the Kentucky connection, although it feels like Will Levis is a Kentucky kid, Roush. How, how much he embraced and brought on that rivalry, he does feel like a Kentucky kid too. But Wandale Robinson, actually a Kentucky kid, that could help in recruiting if you got another year of him just putting up 20-plus touchdowns left and right, just looking like an absolute stud. So I lean Wandell. But in this silly hypothetical, the right answer is you get both of them back and then you you tell the SEC East, watch out. I, I will say, TJ, if you put Chris Rodriguez in there, that would have been – he probably would have taken the cake over both of them. Wow. He would have been number three for me. He yeah. would have been yeah, – I think he is much more replaceable than the other two. But it's a fun hypothetical, Roush. Yeah. It is. But I'm still just always taking quarterback because it's wow. the most important Yeah. Like, I'm all by myself here. Wondell yeah. is just so fun to watch. He's so good. He tries so hard, makes insane plays. Levis, all the same things apply. He's great as well. Huge deal he comes back. You get both of them back, though, and UK fans are going to be obnoxious. I can tell you that much. I can tell you that much <laughs> right now. And maybe, well, Roush, the cards took away a chance of us being obnoxious tomorrow night. <laughs> Man, that would have been so much fun, but they had to go and get the cocoa. Mark Ennis said that U of L's release said they had 19 positive tests. He has to just be reading COVID 19 and thinking, oh, that means 19 people have positive tests. <laughs> no release said that, unless I'm missing it. And I could have missed it. I mean, but he said the school's press release listed the exact number of people who tested positive in parentheses 19. You're embarrassing yourself again. And that was to uh, Michael Bennett, former Big X employee. Um, I didn't see it in any release. I went. I, I read different articles, read the U of L official release. I didn't see anywhere. If it was 19 people. The, no, it does not say that in their release. Yeah. I, I think mean, he just they, saw the number 19 for the disease, the, the virus, which is COVID-19. And I guess he automatically assumed that meant that 19 people had tested or positive. Maybe he's sharing scoop that we don't know about. 
If it's 19 people, how many how many faci- how many the, faculty members does a basketball staff have? I, I was thinking the same thing too. Oh, like, do they have? That, that'd be the entire team, all the managers, all, all, all the, the coaches. coaches. Yeah, it'd be yeah. everybody. It'd be yeah. like every test they turned in just came back positive. Maybe that's the case. Maybe their entire yeah. team tested positive. Which, if you want to get into the mystery of COVID protocols, if an entire team tested positive, which I don't think happened. But if entire team tested positive and they just played right away, and they just played and they just played a team that Kentucky's going to be playing. Now, of course, there's never been any evidence of transmission via sports, or at least documented transmission uh, via sports. But that'd be a pretty big deal if 19 people within the program tested positive. I don't think that's accurate. But we do need to come back and talk about everything uh, from yesterday, how it all unfolded. The mm-hmm. Caps will play the second-best team on Wednesday in the state. It's just not the Louisville Cardinals. We'll come back. We'll talk about that. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, Peter Walker, oh. Nick Roush, and Justin Kane. My pride. Well, baby, don't hold out. Baby, it's cold outside. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Christ the Lord, you know, you just gotta keep getting back up. You get knocked down, you get back up. Here on Big X Sports Radio. All right. Man, I gotta, I gotta bring that slide to all of It's one of my better ones. It's incredible. You need to call in to other radio shows and just talk like that. Uh, come on, you, you, you just get back up. If you called in to Dwight and Vanetti and just Ooh. talk like that the whole time, you think they'd figure you out? I bet they would. They might. I mean, I bet I, they would. I, I could definitely dupe Trevor though. Or you'd start laughing. Oh yeah, you'd get Trevor. You could. You could probably catfish Trevor with that voice. The only problem is, is I admittedly have never watched a Rocky movie from start to finish, so I don't like. I, I don't know like what lines I could use to make it clear that I'm being Rocky Balboa. <laughs> Which, by the way, it. I think they'd get it just with the voice. And, and before, like, Trevor would just be like, you have never watched Rocky, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry. Like, I, I've seen, like, the... There's a million. Really, well, and what really turned me off long, is... And they're all super long. Yeah, I'm on your side. Not, I'm on your side here, buddy. Like, the first one, I've seen the fight scene, and there's not... It's not boxing. They're just, like, throwing haymakers and just, like, bleeding. It looks so stupid. It does. It just... I. I I'm used to like good boxing movies, like the like realistic ones, like the fighter. And so now it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to put myself in the shoes of 1979 when that was originally released. I should watch the one where he fights the Russian though, because that just looks awesome. Justin, you know what Ralph should watch? What's that? Come on, you know boxing. What he should watch? Oh, Muhammad Ali. Oh, documentary. Yeah, there you go. Ken Burns, baby. Ken Burns, <laughs> feel the burn with Ken and his mind. That's real boxing, baby. Yeah, that's it is. an awesome documentary. The real stuff. I'd go back and rewatch that documentary, all 13 hours of it. I don't remember. It's actually one of the shorter ones that he has, but uh, uh, can't get any, any chance I get to plug that documentary. You bet your sweet buns I'm going out there and I'm doing Kentucky's own Muhammad Ali. He's he always never liked saying that he was from Louisville. Always loved saying he was from Kentucky. I thought that was very cool of Muhammad Ali. Text in to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450.
Many people are saying, Roush, today's the winter solstice. Can you confirm? I can confirm. Winter solstice, shortest first day of day winter. Yeah, shortest day of the year. We did Justin, it. every day until June. Gonna be the sun's gonna be out a little longer. It's gonna get a little brighter. You like that? Better for golf. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of the longer days. I was gonna say winter solstice is the equivalent to worst day of the year in my mind. What? No. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just because it gets dark 20 seconds earlier than it did yesterday. We get like five hours of daylight in the winter solstice day. That sucks. Yeah, but it's literally 20 seconds less than yesterday. Therefore, it's, it makes it 20 seconds worse. Yeah, but that's the thing. You're not, you're not going to notice that 20 seconds. No, what I'm you not. are going to notice, though, is there's four football games being played today. Yeah, Justin. Ooh, like, so you can suck it, Justin. You're, an, you're a dingus. Just pick some stupid day in, like, August or February. Those are Yeah, February is much worse. Yeah. Yeah, February sounds good. February sucks. Just pick really any day in February besides Valentine's Day because, well, you know, you get to have a nice dinner. Oh. I hate val- um, actually no i hate valentine's day too so yeah that there you go that's the new you can pick that that happens to be one of my favorite numbers 214 so i'm always a big valentine's day fan oh really whose lottery week is it this week by the way uh, i was thinking of that too like you're gonna pick 214 as your Watto numbers trevor actually got his upset of the century well, well so it's he, probably he, a Duke he, bought, he purchased his ticket he did not win Right, right. Yes. Uh be sweet if he it'd be sweet if he did win. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who it is. Uh, but you can feel like you won the lottery in each and every day when you pop by at Thornton's for one of their long johns, wide willies, or a fresh cup of coffee. Their food is delicious, folks. I've stopped I've I've, I've end of the year, you know, it's winter, it's bulking season. I've made it yes. more of a habit to pop in Thornton's here and there. And I'm 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 happy to admit that they've got amazing food i'm happy to have them part of the big exports radio family because it's it's good grub ladies and germs not looking forward to dieting season because my favorite part of gain season is eating delicious breakfast foods in the morning and thorns is at the top of that list with their breakfast burritos their donuts excellent stuff so stop by one today and text into our show 502-414-1450 you text in we read it on air and we have a good time. We have a good time. Uh, and today, we're going to talk a little bit more about the crazy news from yesterday. Tomorrow, we're going to preview a game with Western Kentucky. TJ, the folks, they finally got their wish. And We better we need a love letter from Western Kentucky's AD stat. And I was, there was jokes to be made. But when they're doing this game for charity, it's cool. And, and Western is a – it's a – I've watched a lot of Western this year. The, the, the Ole Miss game, the Louisville game, several others. It's a tough matchup, Roush. I think the perfect way to look at this is either a first-round NCAA tournament game where, hey, you're playing a team that won their conference most likely. They may have a talented player or two, and, you, and you're doing it on short. You know, you may have Sunday to Thursday prepare for it. This is even shorter. Or it's like in the NCAA tournament – when you're a two seed and the 10 upsets the seven, or if you're a three seed and the 11 upsets the six, yeah. and it's like, okay, this team is just playing hot at the right time, and they're good. It's kind of a weird matchup. They may have a player that does something kind of weird, or they play a style that's different than what you've seen most of this season. This is a te- 
this is a challenging game for Kentucky. And the reason I'm all right with it, people are like, it's not going to help the resume. It's not going to help the net. Probably not so much, but this will help the team. One, Western's going to be more motivated and more hungry in this game. So Kentucky, pick up your big boy pants and you better act like it's Louisville because the, the, I guess the psychological and motivational edge you all would have had against the Cardinals and Kentucky would have had that coming off the loss last year, being at home and just wanting to always beat Louisville, do the L's down, all that fun stuff. Western's going to have that energy against you all. And if you don't match it, it's going to show on the court. A lot of these guys for Western, they're going to love to have a big game at Rupp Arena in front of probably the most Western Kentucky fans they've played for outside of Western maybe in their entire careers. I, you know, I'm, I know Western fans travel all right, but there's going to be a bunch of Western fans at Rupp Arena tomorrow. And if you're a UK fan and you're thinking about maybe selling your tickets or not going, you're going to need to go. They're going to need a good home court atmosphere. So I think this is going to have a tournament feel to it, Roush, from an environment standpoint. And I think it's going to have a tournament feel to it from a preparation standpoint and kind of the wonkiness of this Western Kentucky team. They have the tallest guy in college basketball, and he's mm-hmm. actually good. Seven foot five. He can get up and down the floor. He's a free dunk if anybody leaves him. We were talking about him yesterday, weirdly enough, and now that's going to be one of Kentucky's problems. Far too often, UofL ended up with Jared West guarding him. Jared West is one of their shortest players. We need to make sure Severe Wheeler is not guarding this guy in Western Kentucky. Second part about Western Kentucky, zone, 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 zone. They're going to play almost exclusively zone. If UK shoots like they did against Notre Dame, they could, they could, they could lose this game. But they're going to get a lot of open outside shots. Roush, UK is going to shoot well over 23s on Wednesday night. And if they hit them, I think Kentucky rolls, and it's going to be a good time for all. If they have a cold shooting night, this could be a a game that comes down to the final four timeout. So I'm not trying to disrespect Western at all. Kentucky should beat them. But if Mm -hmm. Kentucky comes out flat, this is a tricky matchup, Roush. Yeah, and whenever you're – I think making shots is almost as important as just shot selection. You know, like none of this quick shooting threes. You can get three whenever you want against a two-three zone. Would like to see a lot of that kid Keon Brooks, uh, Oscar Sheboy mid-range jumper from that twelve to fifteen foot range because that's that can really aggravate a zone and cause them to collapse. And you can get a lot more wide open threes that way. Um, but I, I still, I, I think that. Y- you made the point that yes, Western should be more motivated, but I also think that Kentucky, the way they played on Saturday, there is a like, okay, we've got to we've got to keep this ball rolling. I just I hope that we see that a similar sense of urgency because even when shots aren't falling, you really just. I think a lot of the reason, and losing aside, a lot of the reason that made last year difficult, it's hard to cheer for a team that isn't like hustling all over the floor, playing really aggressive. You got that on Saturday. You got that uh, from the UK defensive side, and defense isn't necessarily this team's strength. So give me that aggressiveness. Give me that tenacity. Do not let Western come in and outwork you and want it more. That That's what I think is going to be the big key to making sure that this last-minute change of plan uh, does not wreck uh, Kentucky's basketball plans this season. And I don't think, you know, it, it shouldn't. It shouldn't get to a position where this ends up being a negative. And if Kentucky and, and the people on Twitter, hey, if Kentucky loses, this is going to be a disaster. This is going to be a disaster. Are you really a Kentucky basketball fan if you're <laughs> hypothesizing losses at home to Western Kentucky? 
Yes, it'd be terrible. Just the same as losing to Evansville wasn't good. And this Western Kentucky team, much better than Evansville. But anytime you drop a home game, Kentucky fans aren't happy. It doesn't matter if you're playing the number one team in the country, which, by the way, Roush, John Calipari says he called Texas. He called Gonzaga. Mm -hmm. He called Ohio State. Yep. He made he made the rounds. He he tried to talk to some folks. Uh, they talked to Bellerman and Scotty Davenport. They couldn't get that one worked out, which, by the way, you know, we always rip on the NCAA. So many people just whine and cry at the NCAA, and they don't know what they're whining and crying about. I'll give you specifics when I whine and cry to the NCAA. The fact that there's a rule that you can only play 32 out of conference, conference regular season games, and you need a waiver to change that, a waiver that supposedly is like, you know, takes some time to get approved. That's a joke. That's a joke. Who cares? Who cares how many games you play? And you, you could make a case, well, so-and-so is going to play 40 games, and of course their resume is going to look good when they've played that many teams or something like that. That You can have exceptions to the rules that, like, listen, if you've had a game canceled because of COVID or you're going to be a makeup opponent for a COVID team, yeah, go ahead and do it. Help us out. Help help your help your fellow college basketball teams out, and don't feel like you need to get approval from mommy and daddy. Uh, these are teams are just trying to trying to navigate through all this, Roush. It's got to be incredibly difficult, and that's why some you know I, I'm so sick of like bringing up the the worst of the worst of the UK fan base. But there's just no winning with some people. Like the Western, yes, it would have been fun if they had gotten Gonzaga. It would have been fun if they'd gotten some of these games. But one. How are you blaming Kentucky for it not happening? It's Christmas week, and UK is asking people two days before the game. Mm -hmm. They said they started on Saturday, uh, but they said that if they would have known for sure that U of L wasn't going to play the game on Saturday, they could have locked in a yeah. bigger a bigger name. But they didn't know till Monday for sure, and they said that kind of changed the landscape for them. Which I totally believe this stuff is hard, and now you get an opponent that's been craving and wanting to play Kentucky for many many years. Okay, here's your shot, and you're doing it for a good cause, Roush, which is more important than basketball. Yeah, and uh, I think to your point, too, that, that was the case with the CBS Sports Classic on Saturday where they wanted to still have – CBS still wanted the doubleheader, but UCLA basically waited 12 hours. They waited overnight to see if their numbers would get any better before officially canceling, and, and that feels like the – the case with a lot of these where if you just wait a few hours, then it kind of completely derails any potential things from happening. So you have to act quick in order to find replacements. I don't know how that's going to work out during SEC play or not. Um, I mean, it's just it sucks that we're back here where because I, I don't know how many times yesterday where there was somebody who had a team cancel on him because of COVID, and you're like, oh, well, maybe this team could be an option now, or maybe this team could. There was a lot of that yesterday. Um, I saw where the NHL is now shutting down for a week. Uh, you know, we've got the NFL games in around. Like, COVID's back. Uh, there's there's no doubt about it, and it's, it's putting teams on the sideline. It's going to be stuff we're dealing with, I, and it's, that, that's just – kind of how this basketball season is going to go, unfortunately, at least for the next month or two. So I, I'm just happy to have a basketball game to watch that soon after a good, fun victory over North Carolina. That's, I think, what's most important now is this team just needs to continue to play. So to be able to get Western Kentucky to tie it into Tornado Relief, love it, can't get enough of it. Um, but also, like, to the two or three guys who – Oh, Western Kentucky sounds like they're sounds like Kentucky fans are obsessed with Western. It's like, oh my God, 
really what? are you all doing this to like just just suck it who's doing that i didn't see any of that that's weird. oh I, it was in my direct mentions kentucky yeah. was up kentucky's obsessed with western because of why because we won't we talk about not playing that I, I don't know it was it was very dumb logic but i'm just the the uh, the scheduling chatter it just it's a lot it's a lot um, oh goodness gracious it's terrible yeah it, it's yeah. it's annoying and the thing that people understand at some point it's, it's like you can't do anything about it it is it the out of conference schedule if you want it to be a little bit better next year people have made their piece about that and let's just let's see if it's better a little bit better next year and really it's like you just need to kind of table your your whininess probably until the summer until we get a better idea what this get because there's nothing there's nothing that can be done about it. You're just broken record at this point. Uh, but I, I, this is this is this is tough, folks. This is tough uh, when you get a game canceled two days before Tennessee had a game canceled an hour before. Uh, it's gonna be like this all year. It, it really will be. And uh, Kentucky was probably gonna end up playing Bellarmine. But Bellerman had too many games, and Scotty Davenport said there's probably a good chance one of our games somewhere down the road will get canceled. But we we couldn't roll the dice with that. And the, and while it, it's just sad, it's sad. Um, I like what the NFL is doing. Basically, it's just if you're, they're not really testing or doing anything unless you're sick. I wish colleges would would transition to that. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe if you saw some conferences, maybe start to do that. If a conference did start to do that, probably would be the SEC and others would potentially follow their lead. But this is going to be headaches all year. And I, I same with you, Roush. I just kind of credit UK and Western Kentucky for being able to find a way and make make this happen. And again, find a way to also keep those that are having a much different holiday season than we are at the mm-hmm. forefront of this right. game. And uh, it's a, another reason why, as cliche and corny, I, I do enjoy having John Calipari be the coach at UK besides what goes on in basketball. And at the end of the day, all I care about is winning. If Cal had more seasons like last season, I wouldn't care as much about all the great charitable deeds that he does. I still would, but I would just appreciate him in a different context instead of basketball. But you put it all together, Roush. You got a good guy leading the program. It doesn't always go the way the fans want it to go. But I think that should make more folks proud than than are. But – what can you do? I suppose he he seems like a good guy, you know. Yeah, yeah. Seems, seems like he wants to use his platform to help people, and that's what people on his platform should be doing. And um, we, we don't still know the specifics yet of how they will make some of this game go to charities in Western Kentucky. My thought and my proposal, and I think it just makes sense. The U of L game typically costs more. They make it like a premium price ticket, and. Even though, like, they made it very clear that this game is being postponed. Hopefully, it can be played during conference season. Uh, I, I hope that at some point they can find a nice. It's little... not played. Yeah, well, I'll be shocked if it gets played. I hope it does. I don't think it's impossible, but I will be shocked if it does. Though, at least just for now, I, f- I feel like the easy way to go about it is whatever you upcharge tickets for the Louisville game. Uh, I, I don't know exactly what that is. I think instead of 40 bucks, it might be 60 or something for an upper level ticket. Just whatever you're upcharging, just take that money and go directly to the tornado relief. That that feels like an easy fix because uh, they did say in the release, like, hey, if you've got tickets to the Wolf game, just use those. We'll scan those. We'll get you in. That feels like an easy way to go about it. But we, we do not know the specifics as of today. Oh, there's a lot of 
there's a lot to be figured out with all this. But and folks, they they said postponed, but Chris Mack and 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 John Calipari. Pretty, I mean, you you listen to the tone of these coaches. They know this game's not going to happen. Kentucky has basically two games the rest of the week, the rest of the year. I think Louisville does with maybe one or two exceptions. And basically what would have to happen is a cancellation would have to perfectly work out where U of L's opponent had a COVID pause. UK's opponent had a COVID yeah, pause yeah. and both are just standing there saying, huh, well, should we, should we try to make this thing happen? If it does, it'd be amazing. You know, if you have that in February, if you have that in, in Jan, you know, whenever it is, whenever make it happens, it a, make it a marquee matchup. Oh, uh, it'd be so much fun. Watch. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be it, great. It, it, It'd be great, but don't anticipate that happening. The odds seem highly unlikely. I, I They have no idea what they do from a ticket standpoint with that sort of deal. That's another legit – so I don't think they're even like rushing to make it happen because then you'd have to give all the season ticket holders that ticket. Would it just be free? Would you charge them? Like you said, what do you do with that money? Do you give it to the tornado relief? And then what do you do with the open tickets? Just put them on StubHub first – or put them on Ticketmaster first come, first – for serve, it, it, it would be it'd be a logistical headache. I shouldn't say a nightmare because it could be done, but it would be tough. Uh, so I don't anticipate that game happening, which is really unfortunate. It'd be the first time since eighty three or 80, yeah. 82 was the last time it wasn't played. But you know, the thing that would be fun though is if we don't have a rivalry trophy for basketball. But if we did, you could settle it via the transitive property. Who beat or lost to Western Kentucky by more points? And we just, that's the winner. Yeah. And listening <laughs> to U of L fans yesterday, they, none were really all that bummed. Credit to Trevor Kelsey. He was, I'll, I really, I'll, I'll give Trevor credit. He was one of the few that I heard that was like, this sucks. I don't care if we won or lost to him. We need to play. We need to play Kentucky. And Rutherford had a had a similar sentiment as well, for what it's worth. A lot of other folks were kind of like happy that the game wasn't going to happen, which I guess I don't blame them. They knew what was coming. Yeah, and it it would just be to take away the football rivalry one year and the basketball rivalry the following year. Just sucks. It does there's, suck. There's just no other way to put it. And I like that the games are staggered right now. I like that one's in Lexington and one's in Louisville, and then the next year one will be in Louisville and one mm -hmm. will be in Lexington. I, I I don't like when both are in the same town, and now Roush is probably going to get back to both being in the same town sort of deal. All right, let me ask you this to end the hour. If the performances are reversed and U of L beats Western by 29 and Kentucky loses to North Carolina by 10 – is this game on Wednesday happening? Uh, may, yeah, I still think it is because you'd want to have some sort of you 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 would need to have some sort of palate cleanser instead of just sitting on it for almost like two weeks. What do you mean? I mean, if the roles from Saturday are reversed, yeah, but like I think Calipari would probably play in this game. Is Louisville playing this game? Yes. Yeah. Is is, is Louisville? No, I, I don't think there's Louisville any funny still, business. You don't think there's any funny business? No. No. Okay. I don't. Yeah. Okay. When you said yes initially, I thought I, oh, I thought you were talking about the Western you. Kentucky Kentucky game. Yeah, Isn't I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. I should I should have explained it a little bit more. You don't think there's any funny business if the roles were reversed? I don't because I feel like Mac. The frustration with Mac.
even if it's completely out of his control, I think he's taking some of the lashings from the the COVID pauses because hell, that's why they didn't make the tournament last year is because they had such lengthy COVID pauses. So I, I think he needs to have his team playing in order to improve his job security. Well, or do you hurt it? By I don't know losing. how fair or not that is, yeah. but I, I do think that to an extent that the the more COVID pauses they have, the angrier Louisville fans are at Chris Mack. Yeah, but on the same, if you know, if job security plays a role in it, then it can also go a negative way with job security. So be an, another 30-point beatdown to Kentucky in that rivalry game. Uh, I guess he Mac doesn't have that on his record. That was Paget um, the year before Mac got there. But if you if you had a situation, well, I, yeah, the, the, anyways, move past move past it. I have no idea if there's funny business or not. the The pure hearted person in me likes to think that uh, no, this is this this is legitimate, but. We'll have to wait and see. I've got we're running out of time here on this call. We got to end this hour, so we'll get hour two next, and we'll talk more about this. We've got a whole text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Peter Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Right now, y'all about to get lucky. The real T. Joe's about to teach you about Kentucky. Left or right, the defender doesn't trust me, but I'ma hit the three while he's staring, looking ugly. Put the three goggles up in my eye. Everybody know they liking my style. Everybody in the crowd always going wild. You can look at me fresh or look at Coach Cal. Hey, I'm just chilling with my dude chatting West. And everybody know that Kentucky is the best. Kobe's LeBron's, you know we staying fresh. Everybody beating teams, asking who we playing next. I guess we just going to have to win. Over. Say over. I ain't heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hectic in there to our number one. We apologize if there were any technical difficulties. I hope that, well, technical difficulty of me losing my train of thought. I thought we were running out of time. Roush was bouncing in and out. Our pets' heads were falling off. There was oh, a lot man. going on. But yeah. it was, uh, I, I just had completely lost my train of thought, and I just had to blame it on somebody, Roush. So, unfortunately, it's okay. I, I, I was going in you. and out. Yeah, it was definitely my fault. No, it was my own. It was my own fault. Hope everybody's having a great day. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. This is Kentucky Roll Call. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. And the replay from 9 to 11. You can get Kentucky Roll Call wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, it seems like a few U of L goobers gave us some bad ratings. So if anybody wants to give us some good ratings and some comments, we always laugh at them and we always appreciate them. And Roush, we appreciate the, per- the people that bring you the podcast as well. Yeah. Uh, our good friends at Cornbread Hemp. It's a busy time during the holiday season. Unwind with a little bit of CBD, full spectrum CBD from cornbread hemp they got a 25 to 1 uh, cbd to thc ratio a great way to relax help those aches and pains go away if you've never tried cbd before cornbread hemp is the way to go 100 percent organic made in kentucky just visit cornbreadhemp.com use the promo code big x at checkout you'll save 30 percent 30 percent 30 percent dressed by Whoa. listening to 
the boys from KRC. Big thanks to Cornbread Him, sponsors of the Kentucky Roll Call Podcast. One more time, that promo code. Big X. B-I-G-X. We're bigger, we're Xier with Whoa. Cornbread Him. Uh, do, they, do they just sponsor our podcast at the Big X? Yes, just I, Kentucky I, Roll Call. I, I Suck at Mike I, Rutherford Show. I, I, yeah, I don't want the Mike Rutherford Show getting any credit for any because uh, I, I know our listeners will go to Cornbread Hemp, buy some stuff, and use Big X just because they know that that will show up in Cornbread system and be like, oh, okay, advertising with these guys are working. And our listeners love to help us out and do that. I don't want Mike Rutherford getting any credit for it. Nope, no credit for Mike Rutherford whatsoever at all. Period. Bam. Period. Text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, do you just want to get to a few of these texts? They're, it's still it's still relatively light, all things considered. Um, but if we get through them, we have plenty to talk about anyway. So hey, I before, say we just go ahead. Oh, oh yeah, Justin. Hell yeah. Before what do you got? we do, yeah, you asked me in the break what I thought about Teach Me About Kentucky. I just wanted to add in, I thought that verse was pretty solid. Whoa. I think his lines are good. He he comes off as like slightly nervous in the spitting yeah. part, you know. Yeah, the, de- him, the delivery maybe not so good, but the, the delivery the lines were good. I yeah, totally agree with you. I I have I, I thought the same thing. I think the lines are solid. The del- and the delivery's not terrible. The delivery could be worse. Trust me, but it's also not amazing. I I don't think uh, I don't think it's too bad. Roush, we we were in college in the era of mm-hmm. college rap songs. Each school Man. would have different ones and stuff like that. The Indiana really? one went mega viral because there was a really cute girl in it. Uh, and really, that's the only reason why. My ex. No way. Yeah. The blonde? Is that who you're talking about? The one that's like wearing the, the shorts? She threw the chair? Yeah. Yeah, that was my ex. I dated no, her for, I, I swear no on my life. I, I dated that girl for two and a half years in high school. Swear. No. <laughs> swear. Was she the cross country girl? Uh, she was not the cross country. Oh, girl. oh man, that would have been. Whew. Oh, now I gotta pull up this video because that girl. She, oh my gosh, she is gorgeous. Yeah. As a college student, she everybody was big fan of her. Yeah, she's a. Uh, that's one I probably should have held on to. Looking back, was that the "This Is Indiana"? Yeah, it, and that's actually not a bad song. It's just so corny because it's Indiana. Right, right, right. Oh man, it's like actually, that's it's, so like, fun. it's like I guess how the way I should describe that song is your ears weirdly kind of like enjoy the the sounds that you're hearing, but then when you mm-hmm. kind of listen to it, um, but should we just play some of it? <laughs> probably not. No, we. I think we have well, to now. Yeah, I feel like we kind of have to. I think to. we have to. Gosh, I just forgot how I, silly I, it was to be. Like, the amount of parody in rap, like, there were so many of these songs. So many of these. Oh, yeah, Missouri, they, were, they were big time players. And save up to $500 um, a year. Murray the, State has This is why Duke sucks. Try it free. This is oh, why that Duke was, sucks. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one, too. All right, I'm trying to get to the part where she throws this chair. Is that the beginning? Oh man, this is uh, Justin. I never knew that you were. I mean, for all of the hell we give you for not being a ladies' man, turns out you were quite oh, the ladies' I used, man. I used to be a ladies' man back in the day. Yeah, no and doubt. That's why you got out of the game. I mean, you're, you you're, were, it's funny. Go ahead. Now you go ahead. You were like Jordan having to retire in '92. You were just you were doing. <laughs> you were having so much success that you got bored with it. You had, had to take to get a break. Out, yeah. <laughs> the um 
I remember the the Indiana video was a big deal. They did like it, it got national news, and they talked about how like the school was happy to let them shoot in assembly hall, and you know they were going to do whatever it was to help out in the video and stuff like that. And oh, I just uh, saw her throw the chair. Oh wow, Justin, yeah. that's yeah. wild. I'm I'm really glad you all brought that this up because I forgot all about her being in the music video. <laughs> That was such a really big deal when I was in college. Everybody was like, oh, look at that girl. And I was like, yeah, that was my ex. <laughs> <laughs> She's moved on to bigger and better things, throwing yep. chairs in Indiana that rap was, videos. So <laughs> fun little backstory with her. So she was actually my sister's best friend in high school. Oh, wow. You dated her? Yeah. Talk about, talk about a sweet setup, boys. <laughs> my goodness gracious so yeah. she would so i i know what you're saying here you would you would have the front that she was coming to stay out the night like oh to yeah hang out with her friend yep and then wow justin you sneaky dog <laughs> justin so you i devil I, you my sister was only a grade above me justin so i i can relate in some regards never anybody i dated um but but you know you didn't have to date people to hang out with them. It's 144 in the This Is Indiana official music video. Justin, you're telling me that girl posing at 144 is from Pekin, Indiana. Yeah, the blonde, yeah. And she used to play a little tonsil hockey with Justin, JK47. We, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it there. Yeah, we played some tonsil hockey. Oh, boy. <laughs> I've got a screenshot knew. up on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook group. Uh, if, if, <laughs> If, yeah, you got to get to the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook group. If only little 16-year-old Justin Kalen knew. <laughs> I'm telling you, you should have hung on to that one. <laughs> that's the funny – this is one of the funniest things I think that's ever happened in KRC <laughs> history. Just this discovery. <laughs> finding out that Justin dated a complete smoke show in uh, – In Pekins. In Pekins. <laughs> and we were just talking to before you hopped on. I was like, so you going to Pekins over holiday break? Can't can't stand that place. Never going back. And you know what? I think we know why. I think we know why he is. Scorned. Oh, she is. Scarred. She is not in Pekin anymore either. I promise you that. Where's she? Where's she at, Justin? Uh, that's a great question. She's moved around a lot of places. She ended up meeting a guy and marrying him. So I don't. I couldn't tell mm. you where they're at now. Well, people get divorced all the time. JK forty seven. Oh, she's she is not for me. Looks wise, yes. Attitude wise. No, I'm out. <laughs> Whoa. Maybe she's, she's changed. She, she's not right. nice. Well, well, you know, people at that age weren't generally always the nicest. All right, anyways, that was hilarious. Wow, thanks for, what an thanks aside. For, thanks for sharing. Isn't that funny how that stuff works? Like, we Gosh. get on a teach me about Kentucky just because you say that, and then that leads to us finding out that Justin <laughs> dated the prettiest girl Pekin's ever produced. <laughs> You're not wrong on that, by the way. Oh boy, that's just, <laughs> that's just ah, whoo! All right, uh, Texture says that caller is full of it. Matt fed this Dante Allen crap to the fan base last year. Sad. The amount of people that accidentally text KRC when meaning to text KSR always a good treat. Yeah, we don't have yeah. callers. This couldn't have been for us. Nope, couldn't have been for we us. We don't have anybody yeah. named Matt. We also don't have any long conversations about Dante Allen on this show because we don't need to waste our time talking about Kentucky's 10th man. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We sure don't. You still think it was a good... Oh, okay. This is another one. 
this was another one for that show. So we'll we'll leave it for that show. Yeah. Uh, another we'll one for that. that show. Boy, you didn't figure it out till the end here, did you? Although I guess me sending them over means I was doing the same thing. But a lot of times I don't read the text when I send them over. I just send them over. Uh, a texter says, this might be the end of the rivalry game. Best for both sides to kill it. It would line up with the likely end of the football game after the current contract expires and UK goes to an additional SEC game. Well, that's wow. a pessimistic way to view this. Hmm. Gosh, really think that they're going to, what, so Louisville could end with a win? Like, no, I, no, I, come on. No, I don't think it's the end of the rivalry game. And what I was trying to say there at the, at, during the hectic end of our first hour was I don't think Louisville is, I don't think this is made up or conspiracy theory, but I, the lack of transparency allows us to question if the if the scores were reversed in their respected games on Saturday, could Louisville say, "Listen, we're going to be without three guys, but we're good to go." You just you don't you don't know, and it's none of Louisville's business to tell us if they have to cancel this game, then they have to cancel it. It sucks for everybody involved. Sucks for them. Sucks for us. Sucks for fans. Sucks for sucks for everybody. But the lack of transparency, Roush, I do think allows for a lot of questions in these situations, and that's frustrating for fans that have been frustrated for two years now, just or eighteen months with pandemic and sports. Yeah, and you know you can't like it's not like it's protocol in all of these COVID cancellations to say we have X amount of people testing positive, and that's why we can't play. Like that that hasn't been the thing. It, it also, like, it's a rivalry. We're allowed to be a little crazy. I, I'm allowed to say, like, well, I was scared to play Kentucky. Chickens! Ah! Even though, like, obviously making sure that everyone's healthy over there is uh, the of the utmost priority. Well, they're all going to be healthy. Yeah. They will be. Uh, they, they will yeah, be. yeah. But, like, you just, we got to gotta nip it in the bud. You can't have... Things running rampant and people sick for weeks and weeks on end. Like this is just the kind of established rules at this point. I just don't know why somebody like what what makes anyone by by anything spoken on either side. What makes you think that the rivalry would come to an end in either sport? Well, I could if the SEC goes to nine games, I I could see that happening. Yeah, but Stoops loves beating up on Louisville. Sure, and, and Kentucky's going to be, as long as it's where things are at right now, Kentucky's going to happily be playing that game. I could see somewhere down the road it not happening. I could. I mean, I, I, my guess is in our lifetime, Roush, with, unless there's a weird year like this or there's some weird exception here or there, we'll see Kentucky and L play regularly. But there's nothing – there's nothing stopping UK football from someday just saying, hey, no, no, thank you. So right. we'll see. Uh, we'll see. But I don't think you have anything to worry about big term with the rivalry and, and that sort of stuff. And, of course, we if anybody is seriously ill, we want them to feel better. We are humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the the way this virus has go- gone, I would guess that U of L's players, the ones that are impacted or staff, should make a should make a full recovery. And that's the that's the good thing about this. So. Texts are on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Louisville has nothing to gain by continuing to play it. They've not been a factor for years. They just happened to suck less last year and barely got a win against a bad UK team. So it continue from that earlier text. I don't think Louisville would be the one to drop it. it they're, 
when you lose as often as U of L does to Kentucky, you live for the wins. And I, when they win, they go absolutely nanners. So they're going to continue to play it, even if it means they continue to get beaten. It would be Kentucky, I think, that would move away from it. Yeah, and I don't see the motivation on their side either. I don't either. So it's that's not, why not, I yeah, just doesn't. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I just don't know where this guy's coming from, where this guy or gal is coming from. Doesn't doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, ooh, I like this text into the Thornton's text line five zero two four one fourteen fifty. Who is better in college, Armando Bicat for North Carolina or Trace Jackson Davis at Indiana? Also, Roush and Scooter's Colts-Titans bet could go either way. Man, the Steelers are actually hurting oh my, my, my case there, Scoots. That This weekend was a huge weekend for our Colts-Titans bet. I know. That yeah. Brown I, I, need, I needed a Titans loss and Colts win so bad, and it happened. So, yeah, yeah it really is up for debate now for the rest of the season. It, it really could go either way. My wife's Browns fandom is rubbing off on me somehow. I was, like, legitimately bummed that the Browns found a way Gosh. to lose that lose that game God, it, give me a freaking break it's car and did you all watch yes oh, yes yeah. we were um on pins and needles at the uh actually at the sister-in-law's house it was like the guys were watching the kids while the girls were doing some work upstairs and that that the first field goal they had to the potential game winner i was like oh gosh he's gonna miss this but they're gonna call a timeout and he's gonna get an extra shot it barely hung on in there, but you knew as soon as that first one went in that he was just going to drill the second one. I would have called a third time. I would have called or a second timeout. I would have called another one before that second kick. Because you don't, you know, if you don't want to give him one practice one, you may as well get in his head and give him two. But I, or maybe that was part of the thing is you don't know if they're going to call another one or not. But he drilled that second one. Gosh. The Browns lost that game when they went with that blitz before the play that set up the field goal. Do you all remember the the play, the, how that one unfolded, that play? Yeah, yeah. The, Why uh, would you blitz from the weak side? It just gave Carr the strong side of the field to scramble until literally just he was able to make that throw and, and get in field goal range. And if, it was right after they had just given up, like, the same exact play, the play before. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, they blitz from the strong side and force them to the short side of the field and make them have to be really precise on a throw and go quickly with it because he'd run out of space there. But gosh, he just kept going and going and just waited till he was able to make what wasn't really all that difficult of a throw. That's where they lost the game, and it steamed my biscuits. I don't know why. I wanted the Browns to be top of the AFC North, especially having Nick Mullins playing quarterback. It would have been hilarious, but now – they're like in 12th place in the AFC or something. It's, it's crazy. Crazy it how crazy. that division is right now. It, it, it is nuts. And now the Browns, sadly, are going to take a big fat L to the Packers, and they're going to be done. They're done. Their season ended yesterday because they couldn't stop Derek Carr. Also, um, at least, I mean, the I watched some of the Bears game last night. They are the most incompetent, poorly coached football team I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Agreed. They are so hideous at like, all right, let's do a couple good things and then just make the worst possible play we could ever make in our entire lives. Did you all see the screen pass that Justin Fields got sacked on and fumbled it? No, I did not. Was I didn't that watch it. early in the game? It was, it was later on. He tried. They had just got down to like the 10-yard line. They were throwing a screen, 
And the guy jumped up to like try to tip it. Instead of just throwing it like a mile over the dude's head, he held on to the ball and then just took a sack. It was like a 15-yard loss on a screen. And he fumbled the ball. It's just the dumbest, dumbest plays I've ever seen. Why they have not fired Matt Nagy already. There are teams with interim head coaches that play better quality football than the Chicago Bears. It is just disgusting. And I can't I can't. How are you that bad of a run organization that this is what you put on a football field each week? It's terrible. It is absolutely disgusting. They suck. What more do you need? Man, you're lucky. You're lucky, TJ. That's who you get to play in the division. Meanwhile, the Steelers, we play in a real division where there's real football teams, and they're all like 500. (laughs) Green Bay will be going undefeated against the AFC North. For what? Like the... 10th out of the last 17 years or something well such a garbage division you only do it once ever no the afc north and you only do it once every you know i thought you meant that i thought you meant the nfc north my bad no i would have said nfc if i meant nfc i said afc damn it tj i misheard you hey something to look forward to today guys we get to watch a head coach be get french fries poured over his head today Oh, yeah, that's today. That's the Potato sweet. Bowl. And I believe that's our early game as well. Uh, yeah, that's our 330 game. So we got a 330 bowl game between Kent State and Wyoming. And then the nightcap actually should, I get a, it could, it's probably going to be better than the NFL game. UTSA versus San Diego State. Those are teams that were in and out of the top 25 all year long. So uh, that, that, that should be a good one, a doozy. Broush, random question. I'm excited about that. Personally, do you know anybody right now that, besides yourself, do you know anybody right now that's got a stomach bug by chance? Uh, I do not. Gosh, it's like, I've got, not no big deal, I'm super popular, but like throughout different friend groups in the last week, and even like non-friend groups, just hearing through the grapevines, there must, there. I think there's like a horrible stomach bug going through Louisville. Yeah. 24-hour like, thing? Yeah. Or like a maybe yeah, like a what, maybe like a forty-eight hour thing. That's what I had like two weeks ago when I had to miss. But not more really than forty-eight hours. Hmm. It's interesting. It's interesting. We're all just getting our immune systems just aren't uh, getting attacked. Getting attacked all the time. We got to well, fight we, back. If there's a stomach bug going through town, we need to cancel everything for all eternity. No. In all seriousness, stomach bugs horrible, and I don't want one. Don't need one. Would Stay ideally away. not like to get one. People are being like, I've got different. I, I seriously do. Uh, our buddy Gus, you, you know Gus. He he had a stomach bug, and he was like, I lost you know 10, 10 pounds in like two days, and we were all like, oh, that's just Gus being Gus. I bet he lost some weight, but that seems that seems pretty significant. Had another buddy be like, literally said the exact same thing that he had the stomach bug and he lost uh, lost a lot of weight. See, so be careful. I, I, I never believe those because I never lose 10 pounds in two days over some sickness. Never. And if I do, it's gained right back like the day after. When I had ne- food poisoning in college, I probably lost 10 pounds, probably no. But I, I probably did lose like five or six pounds in a matter of a day. It was crazy. Well, good thing you got uh, some Christmas party feasts coming around the corner. Make sure you aren't <laughs> losing any weight. You don't have to worry about that, buddy. I can promise you. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. A texter says, oh, by the way, who's better in college? It is Trace Jackson Davis. It's not even close. No question. 
I mean, I like Armando Bacot. He's good. He's a good player. But Trace Jackson Davis can go out and win games. He could probably win games against some decent teams. Bacot, he needs some help. That's okay. You know, he's still a good player. But Trace Jackson Davis, he's too good to be playing at IU. Wow. A compliment for Indiana. A texter says, okay, hear me out. I paid $800 for two-ticket upper arena to watch Western Kentucky. Well, paying for paying $800 for two upper levels to watch Louisville, you know? Yeah, what are you doing? I don't care if Western's better than Louisville. It was a bad – it was a B-Day present for my dad, and we've never been to a Louisville basketball game. How is a refund not an option for resale purchasers like myself? And if the Louisville game gets rescheduled, do I have to buy my tickets again? Make it make sense. Oh, this must have been for the Rutherford show. This must have been a Louisville fan. Well, you kind of got hoes paying that much for tickets to begin with. Yeah, seriously. What were you doing, dude? I think, unfortunately, that's lesson numero uno. Secondly, it's going to a good cause. Except you probably bought it on the secondary market, and that's just going to go to some person's pockets. But, But you could go to a game for a good cause. There you go. So you feel good about it. <laughs> it does suck. I mean, I'm laughing because, like, just it is just what can you do, buddy? It's just I one can't of those, imagine it's just one of those like life things. But that does suck, and there's and you're not alone in that, I'm sure. And you're probably not listening to us, anyways. But I you're probably not imagine alone. paying eight hundred dollars to watch Kentucky and Louisville play basketball when they play basketball every year. Like, you, if it costs that much, you can just go to the next one for cheaper. I don't know. Am I being irrational here? Am I being a cheapskate here? Yeah, probably a little bit. I just can't. I cannot imagine paying $800 to watch a game that happens every year, especially whenever it's not even, you know, a highly anticipated one. Yeah. Hey, it, you know, money's different for different folks, though. Yeah, that's true. Uh, another texture on the Thorns text on says, TJ took a massive L to Ennis in Louisville Twitter yesterday. He's embarrassing the rest of the Big Blue Nation. Please don't tweet, TJ. Wow. Mark, Mingus, Mingus hadn't tweeted me yesterday, so this guy's just a huge loser. <laughs> so they're just... I, I don't... There was one L fan who thought that I was... I had no idea what they were talking about. He thought that I was saying that Mac wasn't going to play in Rupp again and the next game would be in the Yum Center. I never said that. Never said that at all. But it, but I did find that quote interesting last year when Chris Mack said, I don't find it fair that we're going to get to play them in half a half-empty arena and then we have to return to their place next year and play in a packed environment. I found that quote interesting, and then a year later the game gets canceled. Yes, I hmm. found that quote interesting. If you have a problem with it, then you can just suck it, I think, is what we say on this show, right? Yeah, we, we say suck it all the time. Big old fat suck it. That texture's not done because that's what <laughs> losers do is just text into radio shows they don't like. So we've got a few more from them. We'll get back to that here momentarily. Hey, Nick, maybe I've missed it, but is Josh Pascal good to go for the bowl game? I don't think I've heard anything after the U of O game when he went down. There's uh, nothing definitive one way or the other. He's I mean, optimistic, and he's trying to get back and be ready to go. But we last heard from him a week ago, and there's still, you know, two more weeks until the game's going to be played. So uh, it's kind of a, a wait and see. Isaiah Cummings, he he had a sling on after the Louisville game, but 
he's rehabbing and he told us yesterday that he expects to be back for the for the bowl game as well so i, I i'm penciling him in but there's nothing definitive yet we won't know until right before kickoff yeah just hearing stoops talk about it i i was kind of thinking he'd be out um but Maybe kind of no news, good news situation with some of this stuff. But cats are going to be shorthanded, and make no mistake about it. But so is Iowa. So are a lot of teams during bowl season. And you just, it's next man up. Yep. Keep bringing them up. Um, man, Iowa without their star running back, though, that, that feels like the biggest loss thus far. So, oh, I don't know. I mean, they're such a potent offense. They'll, they'll have no problem putting up points. Oh, was that a joke, TJ? That's what we call a joke here on Kentucky Roll Call. Yeah. We need <laughs> woo. We, we need to go to a break. We'll come back. We'll finish up the Thornton's text line. And I'm sure there's probably like six different topics we still haven't gotten to from yesterday because it was an ab- absolutely wild and crazy day. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. We got no food. We got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call. Here on Big X Sports Radio, one FM, fourteen fifty AM. Getting cold. Bobby Cook Golf Academy over off exit four in Southern Indiana. It's a golfer's paradise. Three state-of-the-art simulators play any course in the world. They're a lot of fun. Or just hit the virtual driving range. You'll learn more about your golf game on these simulators than you will out on the course. Tells you where you're coming in on the balls. And if you really want to become a better golfer, get lessons with Bobby Cook. You can go to bobbycookgolfacademy.com, learn more information and check it out. It's only about 10 to 20 minutes for most places in Louisville. Easy drive on I-65. All right, text into the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. One thing I'd like to mention uh, before Mm -hmm. we uh, get back to that to wrap up the show, uh, Reed Shepard was doing Reed Shepard things last night at the King of the Bluegrass. He had 34 points, nine steals, six assists, two boards, and two block shots in a victory over Dorman from South Carolina. I don't know exactly like what the uh, – I know they're really good. Uh, that Dorman's supposed to be a really good team, and they knocked him off 74-66. Unfortunately, though, TJ, the stop me if you heard this before. Louisville couldn't get it done. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Male – U of L dodging UK is what yep. you're hinting at. Louisville dodging UK. Caleb Glenn and Mail fell to Covcath in the other semifinals. So we do not get the big Kentucky U of L showdown in the King of the Black Bluegrass final tonight. But uh, still, a uh, should be a, should be a good game uh, between Covcath and North Laurel. And that game, I think tonight. Yeah, Dorman was the number one team in South Carolina. So uh, I, I thought North Laurel was not supposed to be all that great. Like they would dominate the teams in their area just because Shepard was such a stud. But if they went up against like good, complete teams, it wasn't going to be pretty. That's, that has not been the case. They've beaten good teams. Yeah, apparently, yeah. Apparently. And, and, and oh, I know that a lot of those guys 
are the same age. They kind of grew up together. So um, I think some of it is just the other guys on his team developing as well. Uh, North Aurora had eight threes during the game. So, or just during one quarter. So, I Whoa. mean, yeah. I'm, I'm confused. It's the king of the bluegrass tournament, but there's a team from South Carolina. Yeah, they bring in outside teams. Those teams so stupid. They may want to be king of the bluegrass. Yeah. Like the, they can they can be hay kings. I don't like it. Um, yeah, I was surprised to see those scores, but I guess we'll find out how good North Laurel is because Cubcath, I think, is like the number two team in the state, number three team in the state. Yeah, yeah. I believe the defending state champs as well, right? Yeah, uh, it all runs together for me. Yeah, same. <laughs> uh, third ranked is the most recent rankings that I'm seeing here of Cubcath, but nevertheless, should be a great game. I think that's tonight. Let me try to find a time for y'all, for our listeners out there. But uh, in case y'all want something to do on a Tuesday night. Yeah, I saw mail loss, and I was like, well, maybe North Laurel will lose, and you'll get that matchup in the third-place game. But uh, ended up not happening, and they'll get plenty of time to play against each other, UK and UofL, assuming the cards uh, play those years. A texter, 502-414-1450 on the Thornton's text line. Any take better than the UofL media take, UK fans want their players exposed when UK fans are upset about the cesspool canceling our game. Yeah, no surprise. There was a few dorks that were like, of course, Kentucky fans aren't taking the virus seriously. It's just idiotic. It is. And it's, you know, it's the same people that have just been wrong almost every step of the way with this stuff, but they love judging others and talking Mm -hmm. down to folks. So Uh, 730 is when that game's tipping off tonight. Whoa. All right. Yeah. I bet that will be a lot of Cats fans in the building for that one. Yeah, he was taking pictures, and uh, hell, there was even a guy in a Louisville shirt throwing L's down with Reed Shepard. So uh, I think this is – we've seen some of the kind of chaos before, but this is really going to kick it into another gear, this King of the Bluegrass tournament. Yeah, it's. I guess they'd probably be back for next year too. People forget that about Reed Shepard. Yeah, that's what's crazy. He will be back for another year. Yeah, that gosh. He is going to be an absolute high school celebrity. Folk, if really, folks have thought it's been bad with Dante Allen. Uh, the Reed Shepard hype is going to be unbelievable. But maybe Reed Shepard does a little bit more. Maybe he gets, you know, he can stay out on the floor a little bit longer and everybody can kind of be happy, similar to a Darius Miller situation. Also, right? Reed Shepard is ranked much higher. Like they're different players. Reed is a very good, highly sought after, talented guy. Yeah, sometimes I feel like the expectations for Dante Allen should have never happened for Dante Allen, but they are acceptable for Reed Shepard. Like, the the expectations just got adjusted wrong on this stuff. Yes, yes. Like, Reed like Shepard, a- like, Dante Allen should have had, like, Dominic Hawkins expectations. Right. I and, mean, Dominic, you know, Dominic Hawkins did some good things his freshman year, was a huge player for Kentucky his senior year. Uh, but UK fans were patient. They weren't like, we need Hawkins out there every two seconds during the sophomore junior seasons. Right. Like nobody, we did not have, I don't know why it, it completely flipped, but no, we never had those moments. I think the closest thing we got to him is why is Cal such a, seemingly such a jerk to Derek Willis? That was probably the closest we ever got to complaints, but never rivaling Dante Allen cries. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Crazy. Something definitely seems to be different this go around in terms of just like frenzy and whatnot. A texter says 502-414-1450. What do we know about Liam Cohen as a recruiter? Have 
heard from reliable source, former high school coach on the staff, that recruiting is his least favorite part of the college game. Well, if you heard him on Kentucky Roll Call, he was very tired. And you talk to people at the college, it doesn't matter what sport, NBA or NFL, people hate recruiting. So I wouldn't blame him if he didn't enjoy recruiting. Right, right. Um, I would not blame him for a bit, but he also played a part in <laughs> in getting guys like Barry and Brown in the fold, you know? So I, I can't I can't say that it's so bad that he just doesn't do it. He at least does it. He might not like it, but it's it's not like, you know, Lamar Thomas where you brought him in to be a recruiter and then he just didn't recruit. Yeah. That was that that's an issue when recruiters <laughs> don't recruit. And if co you know it, it, who I haven't heard and you you have heard something I have not heard something not to take uh, anything away from the texter you you could be you could be a hundred percent right texter but Roush is spot on if if he improves the offense that's what he's brought in to do mission accomplished that's, that's right, what he's done right. that's what and he's also done. as a recruiter he, I think he's more of a he doesn't need to be a lead guy it's okay if he's a tertiary kind of player. Um, but the the big part is is like Dane Key and a lot of these guys they don't they don't come here without Cohen's offense. So while yeah. he might not be directly uh, 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 the ball. guy on the ground with boots on the ground doing the recruiting, his offense is is speaking for itself on the recruiting front. Great point, totally true. You don't get Wandale if you don't have Liam Cohen. And I was thinking about this last night randomly that. You guys have not been nearly uh, tough enough on me for saying I wanted another year of Grant. That, while I think yeah, we, we should be bigger, be fair, bigger jerks to you. To be to be fair, and I haven't used my to be fair in like weeks. To be fair, I don't think Kentucky's record would have been significantly different this past season. Probably not nine and three, but eight and four, probably easily. You still beat up on Louisville. You still do a lot of the same things that you did. But the recruiting, the, the expectations, the atmosphere, the fan, the fan engagement, how excited folks are to watch this offense, that doesn't happen if Grant's back for another season. So I, I, I couldn't have been more wrong about that. It was strictly just because you had a lot of experience and I didn't want to go change it. You were going to get a new offensive line coach. I didn't want to have to go changing everything up and doing all that. But it ended up working perfectly. It was a hell of a hire by Stoops. And Cohen won't be at UK super long. I wouldn't be all that shocked if we don't even see him next season. I think we'll see him, but who knows? You know, late in game, you don't know if an NFL team may call out, and it, you, you never, you, you never know with some of this stuff. So, but he, even if he does have a 2022, I don't think we'll see a 2023. But it was a hell of a hire by Stoops, and I couldn't have been more wrong uh, wanting Grand back. That was a bad, bad take on my man. Part. Bad take, Terry. That's what we call you. You know, one. I I hate to admit this too, and I was also 18 years old when all this happened. But I didn't want Billy Gillespie fired. I'm starting to notice a trend that, like, I, I want. I'm more forgiving of giving coaches more time. I wanted Joker fired. At least I was right about that one. I wanted him out of there. But even and with the Gillespie stuff, I didn't know all the behind the scenes stories that came out near the bitter end. So that would have changed my mind on a lot of that stuff. But he had only been there two years. One year was okay, but injuries kind of kept it from being anything more. Yeah, the second year wasn't great, and the recruiting wasn't looking all that. But I've been I've been known to be too lenient on coaches. I'll have to keep that in mind moving forward. Loyal to a fault, you know. 
But the, that's, that's, you know, uh, maybe so. Maybe that's what it is. It's your biggest weakness. You you work too hard. You're you're too loyal to your friends. <laughs> too big of a heart. Too smart. Yeah. Except in these <laughs> in these situations. But like I, I you know I felt like at least with Grand my rationale checked out. But it it doesn't matter if it did or didn't. Kentucky's in a much better place, much better place with this switch and having Cohen and and what you said was spot on. He may not be going in there and shaking hands and kissing babies in living rooms, but at the end of the day, they want to play in fun offenses. His offense has been deemed fun. Well, and uh, the other good piece of news too, you got your wish, Grand's still on staff. So maybe you were a soothsayer of sorts. That's you're right. So what you're saying is I was actually, I ended up being right all along. Wow. Congrats. Thank you. I did it. Uh, texter says, JK, my man, come on. on. (laughs) (laughs) If you missed hour one, we found out that Justin dated a viral star back about 10 years ago or so. Um, the dating was maybe 15 years ago, but she, this girl ended up becoming a viral sensation and it's posted on the Kentucky roll call Facebook page. Man, people are going to think of you differently now, Justin. And they're gonna, so. they're gonna th- it's going to shine a brighter light on the scoots. I like it. Uh, t- oh, this texter's back. TJ acting like he didn't take an L because I used the wrong media guy. Why don't you ride Roush's coattails a little bit more? He obviously the one that knows sports. You are pretty much his fanboy sidekick. So one of my favorite things about the Thornton's text line is the random people that are stands for one of us and not the other, because they're definitely like, they're, they're not just pro one person, they're anti the other, which is how, how we got to live life in the social media area, just with the, the spiciest takes. And that, that's what you're getting from our Thornton's text line. It does seem like right. there's very few that are fans of both of you. <laughs> no, there, there are a lot. They just don't feel like they have to be huge dorks and tell people uh, things on, on the text line about who, what they like or don't like about people. Now, that, all that being said, Roush has ginormous coattails. It's a good coattail to ride. Uh, Justin's even fact, on, large, Justin's on large there jackets. Justin's on there with me as well. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, text her into the, te- the Thornton's text line. I would like to be peeking in on that girl, if you know what I mean. Johnny, that was pretty clever because there used to be a an N in Pekin called the Pekin N. Oh. A little play on words there. <laughs> that sounds like a new Craps Creek, you know, the the yeah, famous yeah. Canadian show. You call it the Pekin N? That's hilarious. That is funny. That's oh, good man. stuff. Glad they've got a se- sense of humor in Pekins. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not there anymore, so maybe their sense of humor has been lost. It's gone. <laughs> Justin <laughs> just, took it with him. Just like the chair girl. Gone forever. Hey, he's got his own chair girl, like The Office. Hmm. Don't get the reference? Just yeah, no, you get it. The chair girl? Yeah. yeah, it's just a courtesy chuckle. Could go a long way. Uh, <laughs> Texter says, in NFL, it's unsportsmanlike penalty to call back-to-back timeouts so you can't continuously ice the kicker. Did not know that. Thank you, Texter. Yeah, I didn't know that either. You can do it in video games, can't you? Because I would, I would ice. I was a big icer. Ice, ice. Although it didn't matter. You know, in video games, it was even... It was really dumb. Like, oh, the person standing next to you, you're going to get nervous. I don't remember ever being at a point where I'm saving three timeouts for the end. And, like and the timeouts just, you, you <laughs> in the video games, you just go. Like, it's, you don't take a minute 30 and just hang out for a little bit. I guess actually in video game timeouts, if you're playing online, they do give you like 45 seconds, don't they? Never. Yeah, I would assume. 
I, I don't know if I've ever played online. Maybe like once or twice in college, but never never did the col- the the Madden or anything like that online. Oh, did you see one of the KRC listeners uh, dubs Big Night yesterday? <laughs> Missed it. Dubs, he I, he may text into the show, I, it, but he definitely tweets and he's a he listens to the show, and we're very appreciative. I think he had I think he got displaced because of the hurricanes in Louisiana earlier this year. Uh, and move back up to Kentucky and whatnot. So, uh, been you know, it's been uh, that would be really really tough on anybody. And obviously, the storms in Western Kentucky this past week—that's tough on anybody. This stuff, that stuff—it's just so heartbreaking when it happens. All that being said, he's hilarious. I enjoy reading his tweets and whatnot. But he tweeted out yesterday that hey, I'm. I've got some scoop about who UK is going to play. DM me if you want to know. Unfortunately, I didn't see that. So I didn't get to see if he knew or, or didn't know. Um, but maybe he was right. Maybe he had the inside scoop. But somebody, re- he said, DM me if you want to know. Somebody responded. Kelsey responded and said, I don't know if my DMs can handle any more from you. Dubs has been sliding in the DMs. Hmm. Hmm. Dubs got called out for being a DM slider. That's a pretty, uh, that's a pretty jaw-dropping accusation to put out there on the Twitter sphere, to basically call somebody out and say you've been doing a little too much DM sliding. As a KRC listener, Dubs, be careful on that those slides. You don't want to slide too much. No, no. But if you slide too hard, you'll go right past the base and you'll be out. You'll be called out. Exactly. This isn't baseball. Well, it is kind of like baseball. But I found that a little interesting. Uh, but also, Dubs maybe had the scoop on the Western Kentucky game. Who did you think it was going to be throughout the day? It was a pretty wild, like, Ferris wheel of a day of, oh, it's going to be this team. No, no, it's not that team. Oh, it's going to be this team. No, it's not that team. I initially thought it was Western Kentucky. Uh, and then when we had different reports coming in and out, I was like, ooh, who do I want to be wrong more? Because 40 was reporting that it was Bellerman. And Tucker was saying it's definitely not Bellerman. So I was I was having like, oh man, whose scoop is going to be right or wrong? And then Kyle was doing the stupid like, ooh, Cheddar tweets, thinking it was Wisconsin. I, I ultimately kind of wanted it to be Wisconsin, um, but ended up coming back to WKU. Indiana fans thought it was going to be them. Oh, those well, idiots! They were like, let's just pay off our Northern Kentucky, and we'll go down to Lexington and play on Wednesday night. I was like, y'all. Come on. That'd be amazing. I, I mean, I would have been for it, but I mean, the, Western, the Kentucky, odds. Western Kentucky told Austin P to, to pee off. Maybe Indiana should have done it. But get it? Pee off. Get it. I, I, I did I was I you know, I didn't think it was gonna be Gonzaga. That just seemed like too much too soon. Texas, when they had a cancellation, I thought maybe Wisconsin, I kind of bought into probably more than anybody else. Western was a little out of left field, though. Which is funny that it ended up kind of being them. I wanted, yeah, Beller- yeah. I wanted Bellerman. Oh, what did Bellerman well, announce at 6 o'clock? They were having an announcement. Well, Kentucky will be playing Bellerman. They haven't reached the details, but that's going to be a future series. Uh, play it at Freedom Hall. Never play it rough. Just do it at Freedom Hall. I'm totally down. be so you much can- fun. That annual Freedom Hall game, that was – how I used to be able to watch games back in the day. Like uh, when I was oh, a kid, wow. those were the only games that we really got to go to. And I love it every second of it. Uh, 
the Austin P game was one of them I got to go to, as a matter of fact. And uh, one of the guys, our neighbors that came with us was joking, saying, let's go P the entire game. Great memories watching UK at Freedom Hall. Uh, that little Roush just had a hoot here in that. Oh, man. So much fun. Uh, Shigari Aleen was in that game, and he missed a dunk right before halftime because he jumped. He got he he went too high. He shouldn't have jumped. Ah, Shigari. Great times. Uh, the, the same texts are coming back at it. TJ's basically Michael Bennett if you just tip the 10 years younger. I bet TJ's 5'6 and tries to overcompensate by saying stupid things so people will notice them. Well, that's me. I definitely love saying stupid things. Well, also, Michael Bennett and you are both – large humans yeah i'm not five six you're thinking of my brother texter (laughs) boom roasted texter oh it's john hey john good morning to all okay wku may have beat u of l but we should have no problem i'm just glad we have a game to play wow crazy stuff my chiefs have done a complete 360 and now sit atop the afc tell me have your Super Bowl predictions changed? I'm still Chiefs versus Cowboys. Well, got to go. Talk to you later. Yes. Uh, Cowboys, though, in the finals? Really? Come on. I think the Cowboys are solid. They're not going to go to the Super Bowl. Hilarious that the Cardinals, like Cliff Kingsbury, oh, so you mean he's fallen apart down the stretch? Who could have seen this coming? Yeah, my Super Bowl prediction, let's see. I had Packers-Browns. Hey, if the Browns would have won yesterday, I would have been at least in a good position to make a playoff run, but now playoffs seem pretty unlikely. Roush had Packers-Bills. JK47 had Chiefs and Bucks. So uh, I bet nobody's changing except for maybe me and my AFC team. Yeah, I might change my NFC team, but I'll, I'll keep it. I'll, yeah, I'll roll I'll, with the Bucks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep the Browns for now. No sense. Chris Godwin uh, tore his ACL out for the year. Crap. I forgot. Yeah. No, huge. huge Need to change. That's a, (laughs) that's a bummer for the bucks. Yeah. NFC. I mean, both playoffs are going to be crazy NFC. Cause it's like, you got four really good teams, maybe five, depending on who you ask AFC. You don't know if you have any really good teams. So anybody, both are going to be equally fun, but for different reasons. Colts fans can thank me because they've really turned it on since we made that bet even though they were probably turning it on before then. I mean, who would have thought yeah, you were just, Jonathan you were Taylor just too blind to see it turn into like the best running back in the history of football. It's kind of crazy that it similar to Derrick Henry, it happened later in his career, you know? Yeah. Since, I think I saw, I think I saw a stat earlier this morning since early October, maybe the beginning of October, Jonathan Taylor has as many rushing touchdowns as every single NFL team. Whew. He has 17 since the start of October, and Philly has the most with 17 since the start of October. Man. Wild. Crazy. So, reach. I, I, I don't know. I, I would like to get to the bottom of if U of L actually did announce they had 19 positive tests, but um, I don't. I haven't seen that. Haven't seen it. He's not getting back to me. A texter says, IU Video Girl needs an OnlyFans page. Justin, you want to reach out to her or let her know that? Uh, I think she probably knows just how much money she could make. Okay. Uh, I heard but TJ I'm not going to be the one to reach out, no. I heard TJ wears lifts in his shoes. Hey, that's true. And that, I think that's Johnny again. Oh. Am I? I'm not that short. I'm not that short. Too. Probably, not that, right? You, did, you just pissed off the wrong person on the text line, apparently. <laughs> No, this this was a first time texter today. It was probably somebody that thinks I'm some like huge right leaning conservative. 
um, because I don't disagree. I don't agree with every take on Twitter that they do. So uh, this first time texter today. So we appreciate you texting in. I heard they taped measured books together so TJ could reach the mic in your trailer studio. Well, they're, they are more accurate about the studio not being in the best shape. But the but phone books thing, but once, again, one, once again, got confused. The phone books thing is me. Yeah, you got the wrong short person. This person's definitely short, too, right? I don't know. You think. Yeah, it, it, it's hard. It's hard. Like the insults too are hard to kind of age them. It's true. It's true. It's probably one hard of those guys that thinks. Probably one of those guys that's like five nine thinks he's tall. Could be. Could be. All right. Uh, what do we have today? We got games. A lot of games. Any predictions we want to make for anything? Two football, NFL, two college football bowl games. I'm on UTSA in tonight's bowl game. Um, I, I got on that early. My, my early bowl investments are 1-1. One, one. Eastern Michigan, the action let me down. Uh, but I, I'm on UTSA. Let's go Roadrunners. Me, me. Okay. Haven't they been kind of slumping? I mean, no. They won the Conference USA. They beat Western. They just they lost. Oh, they were undefeated until the game before. Gotcha. Gotcha. You're right. Okay. Well, maybe I'll join you on the Roadrunners. Everybody have a great Tuesday. Thanks for texting into the show. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Radio. Roush and Justin Kalen. We'll see you on Wednesday. <laughs>